Hello, this is Tangie C with the Intangible Shift broadcast. Today we are continuing with part three, living a purposeful life. We've been talking about how we can use our inherent qualities to fulfill our life's purpose. Too often we've grown up thinking that we can do things on our own, that our accomplishments are based on personal hard work. We pat ourselves on the back and assume all the credit for our achievements. This is ideal, yet hardly true, because our abilities are granted from God our Creator. He watches us to see how we will use those talents according to His will, not our will. For example, He gives us an attribute of responsibilities and takes notes to see how well we fulfill them. Having children is a huge responsibility, right? We should do some serious self-reflecting and communicating with our partners before making decisions to have them. For adults, it requires planning, knowing what competencies we should have to adequately care for a child. Granted, we know life doesn't always happen with such precision, and we must figure out things as we go through parenthood. But God oversees, expecting us to take care of these precious gifts he has given to us. In the last episode, I discussed the importance of humility, having a kind heart, showing love to others, forgiveness, and being resilient. The ability to effectively apply each of these attributes is important to caring for children. Wouldn't you agree? So, in knowing this, I want to discuss just a a little bit about the recent loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, Ara Zabayan, Kobe's private pilot, Christina Masao, an assistant girls basketball coach at a K-8 private school in Orange County, Orange County baseball coach John Altabelli, his daughter Elisa, and wife Carrie. Also, Sarah Chester and her daughter Peyton Chester. A devastating loss for all families involved. God bless. May their souls rest in peace. In an interview on Good Morning America, I watched Christina Mosser's husband, Matthew, explain how exceptional Christina was. She was a wonderful wife and mother. And he said how funny and entertaining she was as an individual. In another instance, John Altabelli's brother, Tony Altabelli, said, When people saw him on the baseball, baseball field, he was gritty and tough as nails. And he was one of the biggest hearted people you'll, you'll meet in life. He cared about his players and cared about his school. In the case of Kobe Bryant, he was a dynamic basketball and a humanitarian in his community and globally. It's been wonderful to hear what a good dad he was to his girls. His life was reflective of the five attributes I've discussed in the sense that he had a generous heart and was dedicated to helping young people and helping the homeless. He was someone who supported and inspired others, one who loved his family and wanted to give quality time to them as well. Kobe exemplified resiliency in being one of the greatest and memorable 
basketball players. He was able to overcome his legal problems and become a successful business person as well. In times like this, it's important to focus on the good in people because that's the way they should be remembered. Recently, the alarm has sounded bringing a negative light to some of Kobe's alleged downfalls and mistakes related to sexual improprieties. With the Me Too movement, sexual misconduct is a huge issue and needs to be addressed and discussed because people's lives and experiences do matter. But with this all said, none of us are perfect and we all have struggles. But they are necessary because our trials allow us to grow as individuals. And we saw Kobe Bryant reach new heights of success beyond his professional career. So across the media platforms, people have chosen to discuss Kobe's personal challenges and even made inappropriate derogatory remarks and it feels out of place because when we are dealing with tragic losses such as this folks this is the time to have some good old-fashioned common sense we must rise to a higher level of sensitivity and self-control publicly and privately to protect the families, friends, and supporters who are coping with the sudden loss of their loved ones. It is not a time to stir up and prod people to engage in negativity. And when I say having some good old-fashioned common sense, just having the instinct and discernment to know and to do what makes better sense when discussing the lives of the deceased. It's important to know that having instincts and discernment are spiritual gifts that de- develop one's character and keeps us out of whole nonsense. The reason I'm embracing and encouraging people to take hold of their spiritual gifts is because they reinforce markers such as self-care, confidence, humility, love, and strengthens us to move forward in life to influence and impact other people. Therefore, use of our spiritual gifts must reflect our life purpose. When we arrive at the end of our days, ashes to ashes and dust to dust, how do each of us want to be remembered? Will it be the materialistic or intangible things that equipped us to be better individuals? We certainly want to be remembered for our achievements because these experiences help us feel good and allow us to shine in the presence of others. Yet our failures and low points are learning curves in which we take into account of what got us to the wilderness and helps us to learn from our mistakes and to bounce back in a positive way. This is the mark of resiliency. Too often we use our jobs, businesses, to attain material things and gain professional recognition, which are important. But many of us will define ourselves based upon our material wealth or lack thereof and lose sight of our true worth. Now I touched on responsibility and the precious gift of children. Yet as spiritual beings, we're given spiritual gifts such as the gift of administration, counsel, giving, hospitality, the gift of leadership, and even wisdom. 
Yet these gifts reveal graces from God and supports the edification of the church to advance God's kingdom. However, one spiritual gift must not be confined to the four walls of, the, of a religious institution, but should be exerted in the workplace, in our businesses, and in the community. Let's consider the gifts of administration and leadership. And I raise this issue because we have some leaders who are using these gifts in the wrong, in the wrong way. Now, this is just coming from observation and more so just commentary. More and more, I see individuals using their gifts, these influences, for personal gain and self-gratification. Some of us can get puffed up when given management roles and lose sight that the positions are meant to be to move organizations, organizational structures forward through its mission and vision. In some instances, leaders appear more concerned with uh, self-gratuity. <laughs> self-gratuity sounds like I just made up a new word, but they're more concerned with self-gratuity and what feels comfortable for them and surround themselves with people of the same mindset. Such self-imposed conduct causes individuals to behave in unorthodox ways, creating low morale that can manifest across one's organizational structure, and it becomes the acceptable norm. But really, our spiritual gifts are to prepare us for works of service from the, the perspective that its purpose is twofold, is to unify believers in their faith, and to produce growth not only in one's spiritual setting, but to give service and love to one another. It must be reflected outside of the religious um, context as well in our encounters with other people, particularly individuals unlike ourselves. I notice, and is it just me? There's this strange and growing phenomenon where more and more of us are increasingly bothered by people unlike ourselves. And in some cases, a chronic maltreatment of one another. We want to dismiss those who appear not to belong in our cliques, those who don't party the way you or I might party, whose worth ethic may be like one's own or may be be unlike one's own. Wouldn't it be boring if we all were replicas of one another, when really our unique differences and gifts is what should inspire each of us. We all have something that another person could learn from, and it only requires an open mindset to start the process. It also requires courage and self-confidence to be willing to embark on relationships with someone who might be quote-unquote intimidating, But I think this is the very reason that we should be more open and want to know what it is about this person that makes him or her so different. Sometimes we have unconscious bias and purposeful preferences, feeling threatened by another person's abilities and in turn become the intimidator 
similar to bullying, just all having to do with the dynamics of power. Keeping people in their places and the pecking order and maintaining the structure of how one thinks it should be. Now, I know I'm stretching this out somewhat, yet it's necessary to press the point that we all need to think how we are harnessing our God-given attributes and if our spiritual gifts are making a positive or negative difference for ourselves and in the lives of other people. We're going to wrap this up, but I want to encourage you to discover and use your spiritual gifts. And as we discover our spiritual gifts, we will naturally fulfill our role in God's plan. Now get to work. Use your gifts to serve others. This is Tangie C with the Intangible Shift broadcast.